Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. This is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides along the journey to RPG adventures. Role-playing inspiration can come from anywhere, and we use our side quest to explore TV shows, movies, books, and other RPGs that influence our playstyle and storytelling. Whether we draw from intriguing plot points, amazing characters, or, well, you know, just kind of geek out about it, it should be a fun trip, and we're glad you came along for the ride. Here's a message from friends of the show. Hi there, this is Mike Daniel from 19 Hits the Dragon, a discussion podcast where I sit down with some of my favorite creators in the tabletop RPG space and talk about various aspects of the games we all love to play and be big nerds about stuff in general. Maybe we'll edit that out, who knows? Ah, I have chills. If you spend 40 minutes trying to get as much info as you can out of that one guy at the bar who clearly has nothing to say. I know how to talk. It's something that I do all the time. God, Michael, what are you doing? Um, At face value, that statement sounds really shitty. I get that. (laughs) But... I mean, I'm already getting them to think there's a a reptilian guy about four and a half feet tall with sharp teeth and and a little dagger who goes, I'm going to get you. You know, um... And while the voice sells it a lot... Yeah, like, uh, I'm brooding in the corner. I won't talk to anyone. Like, well, you're getting left behind because the the, the (laughs) castle's under attack, and if you're not going, sorry, bud. Oh, Uh, you're finally awake. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we we don't know anything about going off topic here at 19 It's the Dragon, always staying on topic, always. I said a lot of bad words when when you lost me, so... Uh So join me and my guests every two weeks for insightful tips, tricks, and traps for players and GMs alike. Uh, We'll see you all there when 19 hits the dragon. Welcome, everybody, to today's side quest. Lee Wanika have uh, some special guests in with us today. We're really excited to be talking to Chris and Sean from 324 Games. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to Tabletop Journeys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. What, what, uh, who are you and what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Start with the good stuff. Yeah. There you go. So uh, my name is Sean O'Malley. Um, I'm one half of three to four games. Um, and we have a brand new game that we're very excited to, to put out that we just launched on Kickstarter uh, Tuesday of this week. But it's something that's kind of a passion project that we've been putting together for the last, I want to say, four years. Wow. Uh, which sounds yeah. a lot of development. Like, like, where are you guys at with four years of development? How are you only here? But this is like kind of our side gig. This is, you know, we're, we're just starting out with publishing uh, and designing games, and we've designed everything and published with this in-house, and we'll look at expanding that in the future. But so this has been a passion project for the last four years. Um, and then before I kick it over, just to have Chris introduce himself, but the idea of three to four games that that name germinated from the fact that um, basically science has shown that you're your most creative, if you will, uh, three or four drinks in. So um, both Chris and I. You know, tend to partake in a little bit of beer, a little bit of whiskey, um, nice. and some of the best ideas for the game. So that what we think the most fun concepts have come out. And, you know, I think we probably have what, I don't know, Chris, like at least a dozen other, co- dozen other concepts that we probably talked about that we thought would be awesome for the game that we just were drinking and didn't write it down. <laughs> so maybe we have no idea what we'll revisit. Like. Yeah. yeah. We'll revisit that no in the future. Yeah, total recall. It's like the beer fest movie. You get recall when you're, you know, a lot of the stuff has come from that. Um, but you know, it's something we've done on once a week, weekends, and it's just been developing. Um, you know, I'll kick it over to Chris. He can talk a little bit on his end, but all of the art 
all of the video, all of the stuff that you've seen on anything or you will see if you haven't, um, has all been developed in-house. So uh, we're very fortunate to have that kind of talent here. And I would say talent, I say we, I'm putting myself under that umbrella as like a, an expansion just to make myself feel better about what I've contributed. But it's all been 100%, uh, Chris, on, on, that, uh, on the art side of it. So. Okay. Well, Chris, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Chris Sahedic. I'm the uh, illustrator for the game, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, me and Sean have been working on this for a long time. Um, the uh, the the idea for the game, I've kind of had tinker around in my brain for years, a long time. I was thinking about making a board game out of it. Um, I've made board games stuff for like family members. I've been a big board gamer for a long time, and I've always enjoyed okay. creating stuff. You know. Sorry, Chris, I got to interrupt you. Like, oh, he's gonna play, downplay this a little. Him making games for his family. What is it? Your brother or stuff? Designed an entire arcade thing and put an emulator in with an arc like this whole looks like a you know where you're going into like um, an arcade that pulls up like like two hundred different games. So this oh, wow. is like you know the level of creativity with this fan like is just beyond what you. Oh yeah, we just you know I make games with my family. Yeah, <laughs> no, you like designed i mean you could talk about it chris but like the redesigning the the carcassonne thing like it looks like an entirely new port on this stuff wow. so i just want to play up that a little because he's uh, done the, the side of it but yeah sorry sorry man. <laughs> brilliant interruption i'm glad you did that because here at tabletop journeys we love humility we love those who are humble yeah, exactly. Oh, we, we don't know anybody like that, but we love it. Yeah. We want you to celebrate you, right? That's why yeah. you're here. You're here to say, I did a thing and damn it, that thing was great. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 50%. It's 50% like Chris being humble and 50% that this is just his reality and he doesn't realize like how cool it is that how much work people have put into this. Like, oh, I'm just going to go do this art thing and it rocks it out and you're like, holy crap. Like, oh, I just did it in my afternoon, you know, and you, yeah, so it's half that and half the just the, the talent that you're not like understanding is blowing your mind on stuff you're seeing. So today we're going to be talking about Monstrosity, the card game, which is new on Kickstarter. Uh, it's been on Kickstarter for only about a week now at this point. Um, and already you have shattered through your initial goal and you're well into your stretch goals. So tell me about how you guys came up with the concept for Monstrosity. Why did you put this out the way that you did? Yeah. So, um, again, I've been, I've been drawing forever. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about art. I, I'm a creative person. You know, I, I'm always making some or other. I've made multiple board games for family members and myself and that kind of thing. Again, I, I don't do it professionally. I'm not a professional artist as far as a day job goes, but I do do some side work like Smiley Soul has been kind of one of my one regular kind of side gigs for a, a good chunk of time. Uh, a big part of that is because, um, you know, I work so much and I want to kind of spend my time doing my, as far as my creative time, doing my own, my own thing. So it's, as I'm sure you guys know, it's hard to balance kind of both of those. Um, but I'm always doing something. Um, and, you know, this idea of this game, I've had an idea. Of, it's been in the back of my head for probably for like eight years. And I was thinking about making a, a board game for the longest time. And it was more kind of an idea to like, of a way to kind of make the art for it. It was really born from the idea of I can make some cool art with this concept, you know, and the, and the concept was cool. But I never really did anything with it. I did a couple sketches. And then one morning, it was kind of, it's, it's kind of trippy how it happened. Uh, me and Sean were getting together um, with our girlfriends at the time. And I, was, I woke up in the morning. I'm like, you know, let's make a cool card game. I'm going to hit up Sean. And we'd known each other for maybe a year, I think, at that point. And he was really into card games and stuff more so than I. And I was like, you know, obviously business, business savvy and that kind of thing. So I was like, I'm just going to hit him up. So I, I drew up a couple of random cards. And like, I kind of basically pitched it to him that, that morning. And we were having a couple of beers. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And that kind of just came out of no, out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And then we just kind of started working on it and it snowballed from there and, and, and just and grew, you know? So it's, yeah, it's kind of cool the way, the way it came about is. Yeah. He's glossing over the fact though, that he introduced it to me and we started playing it. And we're like, this sucks. <laughs> like, so like, like, we're, it, yeah. we were, we're bored like playing this, but you know, we it come over and we developed it and, and added all these things in that we're like, I know we've played it collectively thousand plus times now, oh, yeah. and we still yeah. have fun with it. Nice. So it was just that initial like idea that, that he popped out that grew out of, of that, and um, just yeah, like, the concept was very basic. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. concept was super super basic. It was it was nothing of what it is now. You know, that kind of grew together for sure. Yeah, but the way it's organically grown to to from what it was, and then the, the way the art got incorporated into there was was really nice to see, and it's. You know, I don't want to say like 
whatever it's kind of a story of friendship like just like getting through and like being able to hang out and grow as the game like is picking up from there so that's been pretty yeah. fun like part of it too for sure okay that sounds that sounds awesome i like i said you guys have already kind of shattered through your initial goal uh what are you most excited about about how this project is going and the kind of the stretch goals that you've got coming up and what are you most looking forward to uh in the game production yeah um chris i'll start if you don't mind um like when we started to put this out as an idea, like we didn't really initially think that maybe this was something that we were going to put out commercially, that it would be something we were going to sell. Um, but as we started developing concepts and just getting feedback, it just came back as something like, hey, this actually had, might has legs and might has room to grow. And I think like it was one of our nights that we had been drinking and coming up with concepts and Chris is like drawing stuff on there. Um, we still kind of lived in the same area. So we were visiting each other once a week back and forth uh, and to develop this game. They're like, you know what? I would be excited if 10 people that we don't know buy this game. And now we're at um, <laughs> today, like 200 plus, but we Two, just 202. I'm looking right now, 202. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah which awesome. I mean, and you know, some of these bigger games, like is really like not a huge deal, but for us, like just the idea of like, coming out we just want people to, to enjoy the game and have fun with it and to, to have some people that we don't even know that we've seen like put comments on youtube and other stuff like wow this is really cool we love the concept can't wait for it that's kind of been our driver um for for development where we're at now so yeah yeah it's been, it's been exciting for sure but yeah i think you nailed on the head yeah yeah the the, the responses and the uh like we discussed earlier, the community that's kind of building from it is, is, is awesome. You know what I mean? Cause the, the project was born from passion, you know, it's, it's only love for the art and the game. You know what I mean? That's really all we want to push out, you know, mm. and making money and is, is part of making money to at least produce. And that kind of thing is, is a necessary evil. In my opinion, it's not really where my, my passion is, but that's an important part of actually making it reality and getting in people's hands, you know? So it's, it's super cool to see it kind of blossom, you know? Cool. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, just looking into this and seeing everything that's involved, I fell in love with the art. When I first looked at it, when I first hit the link and it pops up to the Kickstarter and you've got that great video that's the, to, to open it up, the first thing that hit my head was Rob Zombie. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. Hearing, hearing us talk that's cool. and then talk about your art and the way you do art and that and the hearing about the band stuff and the fact that you've been with bands it immediately hit me that that's why I'm getting this look. Like, it's like I was feeling it. And then the backstory explained it. Something we always talk about on this podcast, how backstory informs where you're going. And I just love that look. That's, that's cool. always been the look I've enjoyed. And yeah. that rock influence with that twist of taint just, just, totally. just, hit just right. That's and I, I just think that was extremely well done. So yeah. I'm hoping it just, ask the question with the answer, but what are some of your art influences? Like where, as you were coming up and you said you've been doing it almost your whole life, uh, what are some of the influence, influences that you've had and what are some of the influences that you drew on specifically for the game? That's an awesome question. Yeah, there's kind of a, a, a little bit of a tangent, maybe not so much, but we we had someone, uh, someone Sean knew play the game like early on and they commented on like, the same type of thing you were just saying, they picked up on all those notes of like, it's kind of almost like punk rock, which it, I, I think it kind of is. It's kind of like a dark twist. You know what I mean? It's, it has that kind of like grungy kind of feel to it, which is an aesthetic that I've always been drawn to and something I've, you know, tried to hone over, over years, especially working with Smiley Soul, like <clears throat> working with Sean Danielson and stuff. Like we're kind of, we're always in sync when it comes back. Cause it's, it's a, it's a, it's that kind of dark rock and roll, almost, you know, aesthetic. And I really, I really enjoy that. So I've definitely, I've definitely infused that into the art. No question. You know what I mean? Something that's not super polished, you know, and that's something I, I, uh, I try to, to, to make happen in doing the art is um, there's so much art that like game art is so amazing, but so much of it is polished. You know, I want to do something that felt kind of, that goes in with the theme of the whole game, kind of do it yourself, kind of um, hand, hand done. You know what I mean? Like, it's yourself, you know, like grassroots, you know what I mean? Not like, not mm -hmm. like something that's been, you know, corporate pumped out and polished, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyways, I'm just super happy that you've, you kind of picked up on that because that, that's, that makes me super happy. That's exactly like the development, like arc that we had with the game too, because like when we were first initially putting it on paper um, and we had just had it on like pieces of paper that like had circles drawn on it as far as like to try the, the game concept. And from that, 
Chris started to illustrate them more. And he basically just sat down while we were having beers. We're talking about the game and drew it on those same pieces of paper, but with marker and some of that stuff, like just the aesthetic that like translated and maybe we didn't verbalize it for the, the feel that you, you did really well there to, to show that kind of like style that we were trying to put together. We wanted to keep that aesthetic from those initial like marker, very first, like second prototype to now developing through what we see with the final art of the game and with the, the color palettes and all the stuff that we were looking at was designed to mimic that approach to it as much as possible, which then had that theme of like, like that kind of punk rock kind of show. Like, and it perfectly, you nailed it. Like the, you know, that uh, zombie um, cartoons that he's put out out there, but that wasn't like, we didn't discuss that as a specific form of like influence but it, i can definitely see it now that we're looking at the end of the stuff and just the way that we've approached like the game and like all right let's have a few beers and we'll design and do stuff together with part of the game and it's come out really cool strong um kind of aesthetic that you know when we talk about like what separates your game and gameplay and that stuff there's been some similar stuff i think we have some differences there but that for me the art and the way that we're approaching it in that aesthetic of like kind of a do-it-yourself Frankenstein has been kind of the approach. <laughs> like if Frankenstein was like maybe, I don't know, like yeah, a punk rock hipster. A I don't want to put like, <laughs> like I want to put it like in a specific like column where you think that, you know, like a little bit of that aesthetic where you're taking it out. Like, all right, I'm going to put this edition on my house, like myself <laughs> and whether or not that's great. You've done it based on YouTube videos, but when we come out and yeah, some of the, the lines aren't it. so clean when you do it when you're doing a do-it-yourself yeah. job as yeah. far as a for professional sure. with all with all the right tools. I've been in and out of the comic book world for a number of a uh, number of years, and I know for a fact there is a great deal of effort and energy applied to the craft if you are trying to make a a piece of art a drawing look unpolished. Like there are specific skills and techniques that have to be used to do that. Once you take a pencil sketch and start inking it in order for it to look unpolished, that's an effort. That's where a great penciler, if he has a bad inker, sure. alters and can't yeah. yeah. ruin drawing. <laughs> uh, that's where if the reverse happens, a great inker can improve yeah. a novice. Yeah penciler <laughs> heaven help you if you have the wrong color guy in so all of those have to blend Ooh, together yeah. to make that final product look yeah or match the look you were going for so i, I yeah and chris like you, chris you can talk about it a little too but you developed a whole different set of color palettes within photoshop in order to continue that look throughout the, the like every card yeah so basically like like sean mentioned earlier i the prototype deck, once we had the basic mechanics down, I basically just drew a, a prototype deck freehand with uh, with pen and marker. Wow. So I had it. It was literally that my wife said it was a super cheesy set. It's not like it was a professional, you know, um, artist set or anything. What I found is I was limited. My colors were limited within that set, which is good because I wanted to kind of keep that anyways within the game because it's so um, the colors are so important. The different types of each each body part has a different color. Right. So the color, the colors are, are important within the gameplay. By doing that and keeping it simple, um, I learned, I kind of, I, I transferred that into the final art. I guess that's a, a bad way of putting it. But um, so I created, yeah, a very simple and basic color palette for the game. And I also came up with a new uh, like shading method I've never done before to kind of give it that marker feel. People really love the, the art of the prototype. So I ended up, you know, kind of mimicking that in the final art to kind of give it a, a similar feel. Again, a kind of hand-drawn feel to kind of help... Uh, perpetuate that kind of yeah that kind of punk rock kind of rough look you know so what i'm hearing from this is we not only have a great game idea we have a great vision for where it was going but we allowed that to morph as as the development went and yet you still were able to hold <laughs> true to that original vision and then you also have the computer skills to go ahead and match that yeah and yeah, yeah I, I think <laughs> i think uh saying we had a vision is probably giving us a little bit of extra credit <laughs> um we had an idea of what we wanted the game like to be fun and come there but it kind of just organically grew into what it is yeah. based on our conversations and where the testing was going and and that but like there was no overarching 
like theme other than we wanted it to look cool and we wanted it to be fun. We wanted the people to, to play it, to be like, actually, that yeah, would play I'm, that again. I'm hearing uh, a lot of overtones. And Lou and Nika, I think you'll, you'll know where I'm going with this. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we had a side quest where we talked with a gaming convention based in New, New London, Connecticut, who kind of had the same sort of guerrilla punk rock origins where it's it's called the, the convention is called drinking and dragons and literally it was started from like one guy and his four friends who like you know what let's get a bunch of people together to drink beer and play dungeons and dragons and then like and awesome. so like and it had like this whole like like hand-drawn posters and everything like that uh and then apparently like after like two years of running it's like okay well now you guys do it and i'm out of here <laughs> so, <laughs> so it kind of again it kind of had that whole like uh that very kind of uh grassroots underground grungy yeah. kind of punk rock uh, origin awesome. so you know there's a lot of similarities between what we're hearing from you guys and what we heard when we talked with them like a month ago so uh that that's that's, cool. that's a lot of fun and some similarities yeah. between the two the the two of us uh, as uh, south shore boston kids uh, and, and glenn well, yeah. <laughs> uh, in that we're kind of like we decided to just do a thing uh and uh, yeah. And it is changed and changing mm. as we go. Awesome. And yeah. when I say yeah. vision, I don't mean like, so this is going to be here. This is going to be here. I'm thinking more of like, wow, man, that was a vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, was, that was something, yeah. dude. <laughs> you know, we've like, had some of those moments. Not sure yeah. exactly what happened, but we were all there at the same time. You know, so I'm not lying when I'm saying that we probably had at least a dozen, two dozen ideas that we didn't actually write down on paper because we were just out like having fun. Yeah. shooting yeah. whatever yeah. and having fun yeah. that I'm hoping Come at back. some point, like our noodles, like yeah. kick out <laughs> because we would like yeah. to expand in other games and do stuff. But yeah, it's, it's the same type of thing. And, and some of those, then we like would revisit and realize, Hey, this is a pretty cool idea. We should do that. And then we look, realize, oh, we we talked about this three weeks ago. We don't like to remember. Yeah, we've been there too. Yeah. I'm telling you, just start record every time you're going to sit down and have like a four or five or six yeah, hour yeah. conversation. Just like record it. You might find a podcast in there. I know from experience that that you, you might just uh, that might just happen. So that's really good. Yeah. And every so often, when you're driving in your car and you commute to work. And you have to call one of your podcasters. Like I can't yeah, write so this you, down. I need to write this down for me. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. To us you guys are clearly me. passionate about this. This is awesome, and it's really nice to kind of see that energy. What do you think would be? Uh, like the pinnacle or the best thing that could come out of this Kickstarter or the monstrosity project in particular, like what, what is like the top of the mountain for you guys at this point? Good question. Maybe different for both of us. I don't yeah. know. No, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to hear. So go ahead first. Man. So for me, I think it'd be, um, again, we, we discussed earlier the community, building a community, getting in front of people. The best thing would be for people just to enjoy it, right? Love the art, enjoy the art, enjoy and enjoy the game. And to kind of build that community, because there's there's more games I, w- I want to make. Like you know, that's something I want to I want to spend more of my time doing, and I've really found a passion for. Um, so for me, it's just getting it in front of people. I just want pe- you know what I mean. People that would enjoy it, getting it in front of them. You know, because if I saw this come up, I would be stoked on it. You know, I would I would I would I would be I would jump right on it. You know, so building that community, uh, you know, uh, connecting with people that have similar passions. You know would be is what i'm really looking for you know and hopefully having it be a doorway to to more you know making creating more for people you know well you're definitely going about it the right way because looking at the project and the different tiers one of the things that jumped out at me because in addition to my forays in and out of the comic world brief aside i used to own a comic book (laughs) store and one of the things that jumped out at me was retail support having a tier exclusively for retailers that gets them in at a price point where they can make money in this world of digital. Right. Everything is yeah. hard for retailers to get, and it's hard for them to compete. Having a fun, enjoyable game that can be played by a, a small group of folks in a store or in a home, in a living room, on a camping yeah. trip, or totally. whatever, yeah. is awesome. And totally. that retail support is key yeah. to getting to that goal of community. The people who are hanging out at the store, their gate yep. fell down as yes. well as driving home, they're going to be able to play monstrosity. That's a key element. Yeah. So having retail support built into the that's way awesome. you did yeah. it, stroke of brilliance. I, I and that's what that we were trying to approach. Yeah, to. Yeah. Um, we wanted to, to provide games retailers, and I've seen some 
people do it there like a bunch of different ways, but we also didn't, you know, I mean, generally, if you can Google it, you can see like what the retailer discount is, you know, you can see it, but we didn't want to put it like in front of people to say retailers are getting it 40% off, 50% off or whatever. The way that Kickstarter does stuff, you know, maybe a retailer wants five games, maybe it was most they can order is 10 based on the rules, but we wanted to be able to put stuff in, like you said, for community, but also like to be able to support brick and mortar games. Oh, and if somebody sure. in that end yeah. like can sell our game, that's awesome. Like to us, like that, that is a huge part of like building community and we can put that stuff through. That's great. We make a little money on our end too, but like at the discount, it's less obviously. So, um, you know, we're supporting, you know, trying to support their, their bottom end or their, their top, you know, bottom ends as well. And we wanted to make sure that people that want to continue to build that community have that opportunity because honestly, like at the end of the day, retailers, like we're making less money on those games. And that's fine. Like, this is really like not about money for either of us. Like you heard Chris talk about it, like at the end of the day. Um, but if somebody can sell our game and they can make some money on it, that, oh man, that's great. You know, they can help pay the bills like, and people are excited coming in to, to play our game at their spot. Then, okay, 100%. And, and get it in people's hands who normally wouldn't be able to get it in their hands. Like that's, yeah, that's, yeah, magical and that's thing. A, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing too. The amazing thing about the internet is, right? It is something where everything can be found, everything can be seen, but every individual who goes to it is structured by that which they've already looked for or that which they've already Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So nobody has the same internet experience. Yeah. Yeah. Or there are people who may not see something totally. even if they would totally yeah, love totally. that thing. Yeah. Getting it into a store, yeah. which is a different environment than the internet, allows the opportunity yeah. for see it that might not happen so first, I, yeah. think that's, I think that's awesome yes yeah. likewise but honestly let's spread some and, monstrosity love. and i mean that's good to see too for like and to hear that from somebody that's been part of that um environment and understands that side of it too from our standpoint of coming in with this being our first Kickstarter and not knowing what we don't know. How do we answer those questions? How can we support those those people and think through you know, a hundred different iterations of what that is and what that support looks like. And how can we like, I love the local game store. Can I go and buy this there? And we've had some questions come through that have been really supportive on the campaign from a couple of retailers, one in Belgium, I think will probably be on board, which is fun. You know, to see that like, it's almost as good as seeing the, the stuff pop up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really great. Community is a huge thing for us here at Tabletop Journeys too. I mean, it's why we do so many of the things that we do. And we really, we you know, Twitter's got a huge uh, support community for tabletop role-playing games in general which is great um you know but it's one of those things like mm. we've got you know we have our patreons who who support the show and really allow us to go ahead and do what we do we make every effort to give back as much as possible to those folks that are like nope we like yeah. your stuff and we <laughs> want to go ahead and help you continue to do it so community is is a huge mm. part of what we do and something that we really want to continue building my so i another question that i've got about monstrous kind of totally changing topic a little bit i guess um what do you think is sort of the target audience or the the target demographic that monstrosity appeals to? Because you know, when I was first looking at the art, I it, I, I find this funny. Lilu and Nika and I sometimes are exactly on the same page, and sometimes we are on such wildly divergent <laughs> pages we're not even sure they're in the same book. Um, so but I'm going to write down what right, he exactly. <laughs> I think I know where he's going. So when when Lee Wanika looked at the art and saw you know Rob Zombie, like when he mentioned it, I was like, oh yeah, no Rob Zombie. Because when I first looked at the art, and please do not take any offense to this, I was like, oh, garbage pail kids. This is a game for kids, you know? Right? Do you call it? Yeah, Yeah, see. (laughs) You know, and then I saw that the age range is at 14 (laughs) plus. And I was like, you know, and and totally like that's you know, I'm like, oh, it's got because it's got kind of that uh that that gross, gross out old kind of old kid mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. Um, so what yeah. what do you guys think is kind of the target audience of the game? Where is the like maximum fun point uh, in this game? Yeah, I think some of it, uh, some of it is, um, so we decided on 14 plus because in order to ship in EU, if you have 14 plus, you don't have to do extra testing. So we can ah, offer okay. it cheaper. 
Um, so otherwise, and this is stuff we didn't know until publishing our game. Like if you go less than 14, you got to make sure it's going through extra testing that people aren't going to basically swallow it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's what it, yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like it doesn't matter if there's a thousand other games, if it's just cards, if you have other pieces that are on it. Um, so if you ever look at the back of anything, then it has that little logo of CE. Basically, that's been through extra testing. So when our manufacturer puts us a price point, they say it costs, you know, X amount more. So our original age range, I think Chris was what, 13 plus? Yeah. Yeah. And that was just based on limited testing with kids and and that comes through. So we're like, oh, we might as well make it 14 plus because that way we don't have to pay for all this testing. We can offer it lower on there. But I think some of the strongest feedback and i don't i think the concepts are are more adult like but what we're trying to do is put through like a pg-13 game that the adults will look at and be like that's dirty and the kids will be like oh that's a funny picture i don't know like the muppets um, yeah so yeah yeah we tried hard to yeah. ride that line we we almost went over it multiple times but <laughs> i try to pull back in the reins like that's just too much you know so we're it's the kind of thing where Depending on your parents, if you're a kid, you could easily play it if you're a little bit younger, yes, you know? Yeah. There's some, yeah there's, yeah, there's some more adult themes, but none of it's yeah. really in your face. Yeah, I mean, you have, you'd, have to, you'd have to get the cultural reference to understand. Like, there's a card that um, gives you a bonus to your, your heart, and it's got a quote on there. There's something about, like, give me a felt it fan, like a fucking rad magic mark or whatever. And that's straight out of Pulp Fiction <laughs> where the chick overdoses and he's puncturing it. You know, so if you don't understand that exact cultural reference, you yeah, yeah. won't you won't know what's going on there. And we are trying to do that throughout the game with a lot of like there's a lot of pop culture references through the thing that if you aren't that like 10% of people that know it, you know, it's gonna go over and that's fine. We knew that approach. But I, I think it was our original going back to your question, like our original like target audience and demographic was like basically anybody that likes games. I mean we didn't know what we were doing. So we didn't have like this, like, you know, I have a, I have a background in some of my education with marketing and like focus groups and all that kind of stuff. We didn't go through any focus groups to see what this game would be best X for Y. We, or, we, yeah. We made a, we made a game that we want, that we would like to play, not to interrupt. Like, yeah, we were like, yeah. we're going to make no, something exactly that we want to make and make it for that. And then yeah, people like, like, like it, it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah stuff we were passionate about we knew other people would but yeah we yeah we didn't yeah we didn't try to gear yeah, and then they've sent said like oh hey it, it works in these people which is generally adults but the the um some of the reviewers and some stuff that we've looked through that have older kids that this their game is the game has been absolutely like brilliant with them they were sad to see it like be shipped back um which is fun to kind of see so I think we're we're not trying to like restrict it to anything to our specific ideas and just kind of grow from there. And I think some of that is based on our own nativity of like how you develop a game and <laughs> yeah. it, to be honest. As I'm saying this, the video for the wind power card is actually catching my eye. Which which for those of you, if you haven't seen the Kickstarter page yet, the wind power card is looks like it it's a it's a it's a, like a power card. You get additional power and the image on it is like this old uh rickety metal fan with somebody farting on it. And I think that that's just that's just the wordplay there is just really funny and brilliant. What I love about that is not dissimilar than kind of our approach to this yeah. podcast, where it's like we're gonna do this, we're gonna have the conversations that we That's normally true. have mm -hmm. in the way that we normally have them, and we just happen to be recording them, edited, edited somewhat for content, but <laughs> we're gonna just you know, and then put that out of the world, and who likes it likes it, like yeah. you know, see who our demographic has become, but we didn't set out. For a specific We've been invading people's couches yeah, with yeah. these conversations for 20 years. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're here. What we're now you just do. I think, yeah. I think that's the best way to make art. You know, like I think it's the best way to be is to make what you want to make. Sometimes it's hard in the in the business world, but. Yeah, that's exactly my point. It's, it's, it's the best way to make art, but not necessarily the best way to sell something, right? Because if we don't have an identified target audience, like how do we market to those those folks and they come through and I think we're learning as we go about it to figure that out and narrow that that stuff down because um you know some is mark about marketing but also like trying to get in front of people that we think would have the best yeah. branding is surprisingly yeah. important yeah
Yeah, and that's well. I mean, it's been our goal from the beginning on branding. Like, and Chris has heard me say this probably a hundred times. Like, got to get the brand in. <laughs> um, and it, it's it's about like. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> So our co-host, who's not here to, today because he's on vacation with his family mm, uh, um, lame. Out, out Midwest, he's actually closer to you guys than he is to us right now. That is something like his oh. first, what, three days? Yeah. Uh, like that was just about every conversation. Like, like what's our brand? And, and y'all are all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, and so there, it, it needs to happen, uh, whether I listen to it or not. And I think it needs that to was happen. probably like, you know, a few first conversations we're going through, like, let's figure this out with the, the branding and what we're going through to, to help, like, identify that audience and, and grow what we're doing. But also, like, one of the best compliments that we've got at this point um, is that, you know, I had an email that somebody said, like, how many people are working there? He's got to be at least, like, 15 people through your stuff. And, like, actually, it's two of us. And our game, like, this is the first through. So from the start of the branding, we wanted to approach it almost like we were you know, pretending to be bigger yeah. than we were. Yeah. <laughs> since, make it, make um, it kind of mentality, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, a little bit. Like, that that somebody would approach and be like, there's no way it's just two guys, like, coming in with an idea on this and that, you know, they're trying to develop this game. But that you've got, that we can match up what we're doing with our art and uh, the, the video that you see on there to come through that it wasn't just like somebody with an iPhone filming, you know, how to play the game and, and come through. So we'll see what that translates into with next steps and, and branding and kind of identifying that audience. And we're using the Kickstarter as a little bit of a test bed, which has been nerve wracking. But now that we're um, funded, which also makes it more <laughs> real, you know, we have to actually deliver in this stuff. Um, we can hopefully target that audience a little more and figure it out. But we don't want to just like approach the thing as, as an idea of like this corporate, you know, you're the 18 to 34 year old X and Y, you own this one. We just want to get in front of as many people as we can that might like the game and let it go from there. And then, you know, you know, if we can do a focus group and whatever, okay, that's great. But that's, that's not what we're trying to approach the game. No. Yeah. I don't know how much, I don't know how much value you'd have in a focus group at this point right. unless you get a focus group for some future expansion. Then you might get some value. But this product, just what I've seen from that that video vignette, from talking with you guys, I am all That's in. Uh, Thanks, man. The beauty of having both of you on this show today is the fact that, you know, I looked at something that I'm like, ooh, this is good. I I, I, I need to pay attention to this. I want to see where this goes. I, I something i would have fun playing was there talking with you is it's it's made me one i hit i hit save <laughs> or remind me so i can make sure i i i jump in before it's too late which i encourage anybody if, uh to who's listening to this to do to do so but it also i have in one of my other phases of my life not my day-to-day -day, nine to five but in one of my other phases of my life, I actually do am working as part of the game design team for a game that we put on a little hiatus pandemic related. Um, and we're designing a game. And so I know a little bit about all the things you're talking about. And I did a lot of the editing for our uh, all of our nice. material and finding the right yeah. words and all that. And also a game without focus groups. It's hitting some play testing and things like that. So there are a lot of challenges that go into creating something a like lot, this. Yeah. A little show like ours is never going to be able to quite get all of it in there. Sure, but uh, what I wanted to express is great appreciation for the fact that you've brought this Thank to this you, stage. Four years of development Thank to you. get to this point, drop in the bucket. It could have been, for the product that I'm seeing right now, if you had told me eight years, I'd have been like, That's not amazing. bad. That's really amazing, well Thank you. I hesitate to say even four years because, you know, this has been on the, the side thing where we've done it like once a week for a couple hours at a time. I think the biggest bulk of our time, to be honest, has been Chris drawing. Yeah. Like, you know, and yeah. we didn't have a rush to to get stuff together because we wanted to put out a product that, that, that we would buy. Chris mentioned this earlier. It's a product we would want to play. And so we didn't have a timeline 
um, when we started to just like, however long it takes, we'll, we'll get together with the art and, and do that together. So it's been like four years, but a couple hours at a week, maybe sometimes we went through, um, you know, we'd go through, we go through droughts of like three or four months where we didn't work on stuff because you were doing like your whole family's like Halloween thing. Right. Oh yeah. No, but there's, you're right. Like it, there's definitely, we were working, it wasn't every day, but like the amount of hours have been put into this has, has been insane. Especially the art, like I'll put, I'll spend yeah. 18 hours a week, you know, working on art yeah. or work on the game or a, a weekend on a weekend, you know what I mean? The evenings too. So there's definitely been slower mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Especially when I was working on the art, it was a little bit slower, but it's definitely been like, for me, you know, every, every spare moment I have, I'm working on it. Cause I want to, like you mentioned, I want to put some out there that, that I would want, you know what I mean? I care about the product and the, and the art, you know, of it. And the, you know, yeah. So it's been, it's been a lot of work, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it hasn't, again, it's a side project. So it's not, <laughs> right. it hasn't been every day, you know, working our way through. That's when I started talking about this podcast 20 years ago. We <laughs> said we're definitely doing it in <laughs> late September, early October, had our first episode a month and a half later. So I get what you're saying. It's not an every moment thing. We also totally like, changed topics uh, too. And that was uh, a big thing. You know, yeah, like we, we, we thought we were going to do one thing. And then like in October, it's like, you know what? Let's not, that idea sucks. Let's not do that. <laughs> and let's do, let's do this mm. instead. And then man, boom, it came right up. Let's do this instead. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> light bulb. And then yeah, uh, sorry, just for background on, on our end, like how long have you guys known each other and developed like what you're putting together? Uh, so Lee Wanika and I met in like late 1997 uh, at a, um, so we both do a lot of tabletop role-playing, but also um, we actually met doing live action role-playing, doing like old Mind's Eye Theater uh, live action role-playing. And me and a girl that I was dating at the time uh, who knew Liwanika went to his game. It was the first time we'd ever met. Um, I guess, I, although actually, apparently we had met before that when we were both playing in a game. But my remember, uh, my first memory of him is going to going to his game, right? Um, and uh, he, I had told him that I was from South Boston because I, I was born in Quincy, so like South Boston. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. You're the you're the kid from Southie." Uh, he's like, "Yeah, I've got this like random NPC that I pulled out of my butt last game who's from South Boston. Like, just his name was like." Roger Johnson or John Rogerson or something and just played this guy, you know? Um, and that was, that was honestly like the first, my, my first recollection of meeting him. Uh, and we've been pretty much fast friends ever since. So. I think we went from a brief encounter to a, a formal kind of meeting at an event to uh Hey, why don't you come over next week in about a week? Yeah. And then it was, Hey man, you're welcome. You've been in my house twice. That means you're family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. let anybody in my house a second time if I didn't leave your keys. I wasn't 21 yet either. And so it was like, okay, just come over, leave your keys at the door, grab a beer out of the fridge, and sit down and play Magic the Gathering. You know, it's like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much and from there it's it. You know, my 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 oldest, he's Uncle Josh. Yeah. You know, uh, it is it, it, like we've just and it was immediate. It was like, and then we found out as our friendship grew that how much in sync our our backgrounds mm. were, how how our families were raised, uh, all of our family traditions. Yeah. Um, his mom is my mom. You know, it is it is yeah. it, it it just happened, and it was um, and it, it it's gone. And uh, Glenn, it, it, I've been I've known him since we were. 13 years old, we were in Cup yeah. and Boy Scouts. And his dad uh, was one of my early oh. DMs. He was a scoutmaster for a while. You guys go way back. That's amazing, guys. Yeah. So yeah, Glenn cool. and I met. How Glenn and I met is actually funny is that um, Liwanika and I were sharing an apartment. Um, and then one day, his friend Glenn and his friend Todd moved in. And that's how I met Glenn. Was like, oh yeah, by the way, they're, they're living here now. It's like, oh, uh, they're in your life now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so he needs a place to live. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so. yeah. those early twenties when he was like, ah, whatever, we're just going yeah, out yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, get a couch or we got a spare room. Hey, that chair's comfy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Ignore the stains. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys. Oh, I'm going to try to desperately bring this train back on rails here. Uh, so you guys had mentioned earlier that this is kind of your first project, but that you've got a bunch of other things that you want to do. Some of them you've written down, hopefully some of them you haven't. Where is three to four games going? Like what's, 
I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say, you know, stop thinking about monstrosity. Now that it's funded, you don't have to think about monstrosity anymore. Cause obviously that's going to be a big part of your life for the next six months, but <laughs> mm-hmm. what's kind of the next thing? Like, where do you want three to four games to go? I mean, yeah, obviously we want to, again, come back to the community. We want to grow the community. We want to, we want to make, we want to keep creating, you know, and create for people that are going to enjoy it. Um, we have, I mean, we have, um, and uh, Sean can expand on this, but we, we have an idea for uh, an expansion pack for monstrosity. We definitely want to do, which will add another color. Um, different monsters and uh, and more cards to the game, and then we also have we have more games on the horizon, you know, um, that we want to that we want to yes. make. So that's definitely been my goal from the beginning is to yeah. kind of, you know change this out. This is something I want to do more, spend more of my time doing. Right, I have the nine to five, that the freaking nine to five. Right, I mean, I do it, and I do it well, yeah. but I really don't. <laughs> ultimately, I don't give a rap about it. You know what I mean? Like I want to yeah. create, you know. So. I'm hoping this will expand it to making more, making more content, making more stuff for people to enjoy, you know, and, and bring that community together even more. Yeah. For, for my coworkers that listed the show, I love my nine to five. I really yeah. do. <laughs> so for my coworkers that listen to the show, they know that I love them. <laughs> I do the work because I'm a fat guy. <laughs> well, you say like, <laughs> that's awesome. Um <laughs> You see this a lot too with, with um, some artists that are like pulling in the most money and the, the stuff that are out there are not the ones necessarily that have the best stuff that's coming through. It's the ones that are able to market themselves and come through. So I'm hoping to be able to expand on what Chris can do on his stuff and help you know get you paid, man. For you need to get paid for what you're doing. But he's like, oh yeah, whatever, I'll charge whatever. Like, whatever. you know, it's like Oh man, like <laughs> pay, you know, the board games, I, get, I think it's, it's a, the art is what I really care about. That's what comes down to. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's two art sides form. of your brain of like, let's pay, like, you know, you got to pay for art, but then also like you want to just develop and juice that. Um, so we, we've talked about, we're obviously going to do our next, our next immediate step, I think is going to do a five to six player expansion. I say that because the game supports two to five, although it's best two to four, and then you can do two V two, but for that fifth player. So if we, our next focus will be probably getting out that fifth and sixth player expansion. So we can do that. We'll add another monster, maybe some bigger boxes. And then we're taking the, the game in a sense of like, you can go any time you can go any location. Do you want to go to, you know, classic uh, Transylvania and do like pull these monsters in you? Know, you can pull some of the, like the traditional like crazy Japanese water monster and we go to Japan through like in 1800s or whatever. So that's, we'll let the art like figure out. And if there's a demand there to come through. That's a good detail. So I don't mean to cut you off like of, of the idea yeah. of the game that we currently have it is, is some Mon Khan is kind of hosting this reanimation competition, right? right? And the, it's currently taking place in San Francisco. So we have like the polluted base. We have kind of themes in that, that space. And it's just building off of what Sean said is our idea is to have expansions where the Moncon, uh, the, the convention is taking place in different places. And you have things that are themed from these different locations, you know, like we have one uh, idea of Mexico nice. City, yeah. you know, where there's possibly like Day of the Dead or like Lucha Libre. And then, you know what I mean? Um, so there's, I, we, there's a yes. lot of space to expand and, and make more cool stuff within the same exact game. No, you're fine. Like we we want to explore that, but we also want to make sure we're not like culturally appropriating anything that that's come through. So we got to figure out that that kind of idea where we can send it. Um, but yeah, this conference can appear anywhere. It could have been like 1700s, you know, and be Mary Shelley and like with her compatriots and putting stuff together. And we do these classic monsters or not. We also have the idea of you know, being a publishing group where we're not always developing everything ourselves. Like maybe something comes up and we find a cool designer that puts stuff through and Chris can do the art or we'll, we'll, we'll expand there. We, we're just starting to have those conversations and we're at the point now that we're basically like excited that we funded um, <laughs> to be, to be transparent. Yeah. We were funding and let, let's go through. Um, but we've talked about this for a while before we even got to like months, a year before Kickstarter of like, where do we see this going? And that goes back to our initial idea of like 10 people playing the game. We don't know, but if it sells and now that we've got through this, like, well, I don't say got through, we've only 72 hours, 80 plus hours into our um, Kickstarter campaign. Let's continue to build on this. When we've talked about developing other games and doing stuff of building it into a larger world of this monstrosity world 
and nice. let's take this stuff and develop it along games that necessarily aren't the same theme but maybe use the same art or they use the same theme a different art same universe so similar similar yeah. art yeah because yeah yeah we have, we have, we have, we have cool. some cool ideas for sure moving forward you know and i think one of the things holding us back was like let's get through this campaign and see if it like funds and now that it's funds we're like yeah. now we got to come up with the idea that we want to put together oh. So you touched on something, and I think Josh mentioned it earlier when he said that you are fully funded as of the time of this recording. But what I didn't get, catch initially was the fact you said you're only 80-some hours into this yeah, campaign. Yeah, we started on, correct? we're now on Saturday. Um, we start on Tuesday. So it's not, it's 100, whatever. That's insane. I'm not doing the math. So like four days, like, yeah. Yeah, we're, so we're four days in. And you've already like doubled your goal. So how quickly yeah. did you guys get funded? Three hours? Yeah, three hours. That's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. So, Chris, the next time Sean says that he doesn't want you to undersell yourself, make sure you remind him not to undersell himself and this yeah. as Cheers. a whole. Because three hours to get funded, whatever your goal may have been, even if three dollars, not our goal is half a buck. Yeah, we're right? we're currently like at two twenty dollars, and I mean a cup of coffee, and a zero, right? Yeah. Uh, but. What I'm saying is, like, if you're if you're hitting your goal in three hours out of a campaign that's set for about a month, mm-hmm. like you're 25 days left to go, and you've well beaten your goal, I think the audience needs to hear the fact that this is a game that's getting it done. This is this oh, is yeah, going to be fun. And uh, when you sign on to this Kickstarter, when this game is in your hands, you're going to yeah. have fun. I don't yeah. think anybody when it is like. Um, is definitely something to be very, very proud yeah, of. And this show is going to come out about halfway through the campaign. So yeah. let th- let this just be a word for everybody right now listening that wants to get in on Monstrosity. The game has funded. You're going to get yeah. the game. So yeah. go and go and order it. Sounds like it's going to be delivering probably around like December, for Christmas. Yeah. Is that kind yeah, of we're hoping. Yep. Um, cool. I, I built in um, the timelines to like every like excess that I can think of to make sure that yeah, we yeah. would hit it. Yep. Um, and Good everything call. says by the end of December, um, you know, COVID right now, who knows yeah. if who that knows? production gets kicked back a month or two and then we get pushed back um, from there. Heaven help you get another ever given stuck in the Suez. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, right. <laughs> I love that yeah. story, by the way, that that story just never yeah. ends. And the guy, the, the idea that the guy like had to struggle to get paid for overtime that was in that one little digger, like pulling it out. You're like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite story about that is about how uh, in the UK there's a shortage of garden gnomes because, like, they're, like what's the, on that the ship? Year, like the year supply of garden gnomes for the entirety of England was on that boat, and that boat is currently stuck in a pond because because the uh, the Suez Canal authorities want them to pay like a billion that's dollars right. for tying it up for three, three four days. I, that's my favorite yeah, story. You cannot make that it's up. An no, exactly right. So. Uh, let's go ahead and, and wrap up for here. But for guys, I've got one more question. So, so our listeners, uh, if they're trying to get into monstrosity, what is sort of the, uh, like the lowest entry point, um, that customers can get into it? And then what is sort of the like obscene highest priced, like, you know, you will fly to them and polish their shoes sort of goal that you've got on, on the, on the cake shop. Yeah. Uh, well, the obvious, the actual low bottom dollar, I'm going to say is a dollar, but it's not, it's really 20. The dollar is just like the, the back it. So you can continue to get in the notification, but uh, we had some specials at the beginning, but right now it's $20 that gets you the base game. Um, and, but it's still a pretty good deal because it's going to MSRP for 25 for 25. Yeah. yeah. So you're still getting 20% off. And then we have the deluxe edition, which has five of these rubber play mats that Chris has designed and double stitch that's going to retail for 45. Uh, and that's going for 40. And we had some other ones that were $350 that included Chris designing this custom head based on what we want to do that sold out. So that's done. Wow. Um, so the absolute pie in the sky, if you want to support something, uh, Chris will design an entire monster for you, which I'm going to sell you the price point. It's kind of high, but honestly, like it's 80 plus hours of his work, plus the game, plus all this other stuff you're getting is two grand. And we've actually had a, we've had a backer on that end. So, um, that was one of our first backers on the entire campaign. 
Um, cool. I think if not the first backer, he's going to go in, you design a concept and he'll design all six parts of the monster for you. Um, nice. So again, like 80 plus hours of art that he's putting together to committing. Plus you're getting the deluxe yeah. edition, all the mats. Uh, we're also giving away with that tier uh, one of our prototype decks. So we had some prototype decks developed for playtesting that's included in that tier. Um, nice. And we're really not making a ton of cash because the amount of like time that Chris has to spend on this thing. Well, yeah, just even that, like um, plus the prototype, all the stuff like prototype decks. I didn't realize how expensive those things were. Like, <laughs> right. Like we're offering the, you know, the decks at 20 and four, you know, whatever, but like these limited edition like runs where you're doing eight prints and 10 prints, nine prints, insanely expensive. Yeah. So one of those is going to include, you know, this and if we can do it through, but the, the two big tiers are the, the 20 and the 40 at this point, which are again under MSRP um, to come through. Um, and then uh, we'll hopefully fulfill in December pending any um, uh, development or production shipping delays cool louis any final words for you because i mean this has been awesome I, I really want to thank you guys for coming on this is just oh been man a, i can't thank you guys enough like sorry yeah. to interject but i can't thank you enough for like coming on and, and inviting us out um doing the ad too wow like that ad was a lot of fun to do the copy was really really good and then when i found i found the perfect the perfect sound for it uh, mm-hmm. and i was like yep, yep this is yeah yeah we will <laughs> that, that, that's for you I just wanted to say this game is great. You've got a card game with beautiful art, fun, thematic stuff that's going to be enjoyable to play. The Kickstarters, including things like the mats, the all the stuff you need to go along with the core game itself. So people have access to the basic game at an affordable price. That's a great price for something you'll be playing time and time again. And that needs to be just said. Um, So to have that is great. And having the other stuff to really enhance that experience and give those extra things added to the retail support, the community support that we're talking about, because it is about, you build up those retailers, you're building up this community, Mm -hmm. you're responsive to kind of what gamers and board gamers and tabletop gamers are all about. And I think that's all brilliant. But my biggest takeaway, and I'll leave it on this because I'm very long-winded <laughs> in this segment, is I loved having a conversation Cheers, with you guys. Thank um, you. This was a talk between uh, a group of guys who just get it. Like, that's what I think. It, like, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I love Man. where you're coming from. Yeah. I love and can't wait to be a part of where you're going. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. That means a lot. Oh, Thank you. Gotta figure out. Yeah, it does. Uh, we got to figure out a way to buy you guys a round. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. but like what? Well, I go back. Chicago. Yeah. But I mean. <laughs> the conventions. Yeah, we can. Exactly. Yeah. Hope, yeah. Convention. I hope. And, you know, and that's what's like. Thank you for support. I mean. You guys brought us on board community. Like, this is not a paid promotion. You guys have come in and done this. Like, this is amazing. We can't thank you enough to like to be able Absolutely. to talk to, and just to talk to other people that are in the space and just excited yeah. about yeah. your game and support and building community and not just trying to pull in dollars. And you know, at the end of the day, yeah, that you need that to, to drive you in order to make it to the next day. But that's that's <laughs> not the that's no not the, that's all yeah. Awesome. That's, yeah. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Sean, Chris from three to four games. Uh, thank you so very much for coming in again. Yeah, thanks, uh, guys. And everybody else, uh, go check out Monstrosity, the card game on Kickstarter. Place your bids. It's already been funded, so you know you'll get it. Uh, go place your bids and have fun. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. You can join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. And make sure you join our growing online community. You can follow us on Twitter at TT Journeys and join us on Facebook just by searching Tabletop Journeys there. You can also reach us by email at podcast at ttjourneys.com. And if you want to catch early access to our episodes and some of the other benefits we have coming down the pipeline, you can also support our production at patreon.com slash ttjourneys. If you're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, 
Podchaser, Spotify, Audible, or any other podcast platform, we would really appreciate if you would like and subscribe to the podcast. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays and every Wednesdays. We'll feature our SideQuest series where we talk about pretty much anything tabletop oriented. Thank you all so much for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler on our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.